0: how's it going? Eh? I'm Lee McCormick. Welcome to Tramps Like Us, a Bruce Springsteen podcast episode 101. The Springsteen song name remains the same. Special crossover episode with BJ Cramp and Brian Sword of the Rock and Roll podcast subseries Getting Bossy. BJ had this idea to play some tunes and discuss some songs by other artists that share the same name as the Bruce Springsteen song. So we each picked five songs and we have an eclectic mix here for you. Hopefully this is going to inform you and turn you on to some new tunes. You know, my co-hosts, they have some questionable tastes in music, but, uh, you know, I know at least five of these songs are really, really good. <laughs> Thanks for listening via the website, TrampsLikeUsPod.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and wherever else you found the show. Stay in touch via the Facebook group page, Tramps Like Us: the Bruce Springsteen podcast. It's always lots of fun talking about music with my friends and I hope you dig some of these tunes where the Springsteen song name remains the same. I guess this is a special crossover episode on Tramps Like Us, right? We got the uh, BJ Cramp and Brian Sword from Getting Bossy, the sub series of Rock and or Roll that podcast, right? How's it going, guys?
1: Hello, 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 right. good people.
0: All right, BJ and Brian. You know, I guess for this theme for this episode, we're doing Springsteen titles with the same name, right? BJ, and this was kind of your idea. You were planning on doing this for your Getting Bossy series, but it never, never, never happened, right? <laughs> So yes, what's, this
1: we've been talking about this for a while. Yeah.
0: So what's the concept of this? You've done this uh, previously on your show with this kind of theme, right, where you're just taking duplicated song titles, right, like song titles from Springsteen that are do not cover versions. They're different songs with the same titles by different artists, right?
1: A while ago, well, years ago now, Joey Haney did a whole series where he did this with Kiss, and I was very jealous of that when he did that because, <laughs> you know, just – yeah, different songs with the same title as a as a Springsteen song. <laughs> so there's a lot to choose from, of course.
0: Yeah. Why don't we just get started? We're each gonna pick five songs. Right? Five songs that have the same title as a Springsteen song by another artist. So uh BJ, this is your kind of idea, why don't you kick us kick it off for us here?
1: Uh one thing I noticed about my list that's different from your guys' list is uh all five of the songs I picked are actually Springsteen songs that I like. <laughs> 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 And I also am a a huge fan of of the five songs that I picked. I mean, I had a lot of other options that I considered, Um, but yeah, I went with five songs that I like a lot, and they all happen to be also uh, to have the same title as a Springsteen song that I actually like. (laughs) So you like really do on purpose. Wow! So you
0: like all the Springsteen versions, and you like all these same name versions
1: yeah well i love all these yeah these are all songs that i think are great all right pretty much so the first one on my list is uh suzanne vega song called book of dreams so that's a song is that on lucky town i think it's on lucky town the yeah springs lucky song. Town. yeah um this is a suzanne vega album called days of open hand which is my favorite record by her it's it's like her least eccentric album it's more kind of pop songs than any of her other albums really is that the so one after I, Luca? Yeah, yeah, it's the one right after the uh, right. Solitude Standing. It's probably by, I would guess that by Die Hard, Suzanne Vega songs is probably their least favorite because it's probably her sellout album, but that's why I like it more. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, this is a great, this is just a total pop single, you know, by Suzanne Vega. So, she, you know, she was a very artsy, You know her early stuff was mostly acoustic this record is very produced and then the album after this was uh 99 i think it's called 99.9 degrees fahrenheit that was very kind of artsy fartsy alternative almost so yeah this record is just kind of stuck in between and i don't know i don't think it got a whole lot of attention but this is a great pop single
0: yeah, I thought this one was all right. Remind, kind of reminded me of like relaxing in a dental office, like in the '80s. You know how they always have like <laughs> the sounds of the '80s pumped in there. Like that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? Like it's not elevator music, but it's just kind of like ah, it's kind of well, yeah, it's kind of nice, soothing.
2: <laughs> yeah, my notes were just that it's a cute pop song. It's it's lovely, but it's it is what it is. I'm surprised <laughs> BJ likes this so much, to be honest. But he's got some. Uh, eccentric tastes
1: he certainly does oh I like I love I love pop music I love 80s pop and stuff so.
2: thought this was a a really fun exercise and so i thought i wonder if it's possible for me to pick five songs with springsteen titles all from the people that i've interviewed on my show oh that's cool (laughs) and (laughs) i found four pretty quickly and i also wanted to like the song the fifth one i found a couple and it worked but i didn't like them and the funny thing is, is so I settled on one today by Blue Murder called "Save My Love," which is from Nothing But Trouble, an album they had in '93, and um, from The Promise, which so it's a bunch of uh, "Darkness on the Edge of Town" out tracks.
0: Yeah.
2: As I two minutes before we started, it just dawned on me that on that same Blue Murder album is a song called "I'm on Fire," which I like a lot more. What? So I don't know if I gotta stick to my original list or if I can do a last-second sell <laughs> and do I'm on fire because Save My Love is like a li- really syrupy ballad. You know this band has John Sykes and uh, uh, Carmine Peace, which is who I'd interviewed on mine and and Tony Franklin. So I'd interviewed Carmine Peace on the show. Yeah, was- and I'm on fire is a you know big rock song, which is a bit more you know traditional for them. So. So, you know, whichever one you want to play, you can play. But I guess you guys are ready to talk Save My Love, which I'm sure neither of you like. So, yeah uh, like I don't really want to play any of them so uh <laughs> so
0: just go ahead man whatever you want to do right <laughs> like well, I didn't I'll
2: do I, my last second sub for uh, I'm on fire then if that's okay
0: yeah that's cool man like I didn't like save my love it sounded like bad white snake to me like for some reason I like some white snake but like I don't know I, d- I just don't like bad white snake like it just didn't grab me it sounds like a AOR <laughs> like wannabe Motown heavy metal kind of thing right <laughs> so I don't know I'm on fire but uh, maybe it's a little better.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, it's more rocking anyway. Yeah,
0: What are you, BJ, on this one? Or uh, I'm on Fire, to even know that song?
1: <laughs> no, not, I don't know it off the top of my head. Never a huge Blue Murder fan. The Save My Love song is like a power ballad, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, You know, which all those bands had to have at the time. Even though, what year did that record come out? Like, probably 91 or
2: something? It came out in 93, so it really oh yes yeah, so oh. it real came late, and went. Yeah. Nobody noticed it, really, yeah. except for, you know, guitar nerds like myself.
1: What's great about the Springsteen song what's it called Save Your Love that Save my uh, love yeah That's the one he's got the fro <laughs> There's when he's up uh, in that documentary um there there's yeah, yeah. footage of them oh, of yeah. them uh, recording it and he's got the big fro <laughs> in that Yeah 78 77 yeah <laughs> Yeah he re-recorded like the vocals I hate that <laughs> Which, you know I guess he didn't have a finished probably from back when they were uh messing around with it in the studio in 78 and probably I never had a finished vocal track with yeah. all the lyrics or something
2: probably but, yeah so he made a music video where you know he filmed it present day and then cut back in a bunch of archival footage and it was a nice right. nice nice video right
0: yeah so which one are we playing save my love or I'm on fire
2: well I'd rather play I'm on fire but you know all right,
0: yeah play okay so let's
2: hear, we see we did all our talking about you know save my save love, my love <laughs> so. well I'm
0: sure probably it's probably just as good or just as bad so let's hear it <laughs> Ha, 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 ha. All right, so my first pick of five now, like like you, BJ, I love all these versions of the Springsteen original titles, and I love all the versions of the same name ones, right? So for my first one, I gotta go with my first favorite band, Stray Cats, right? Off Rock Therapy, this record they put out in '86, which is kind of a reunion record. They was kind of almost like a, I don't know why they did it. They were broken up at the time. They got back together to do this record, recorded at a Capitol Studios in Hollywood. You know, it had some covers on it. It was a really good record in hindsight. They never toured of it. Uh, behind it or anything like that so but there's a song on there called I'm a rocker right so I had to pick that one uh, you know copy of the uh Springsteen I'm a rocker song from the river Uh, you know I just love this one it's good rockabilly it's the straight cats man it's the greatest guitar player ever all right you get two Brian Setzer guitar solos in this right written by all three of them Phantom Rocker and Setzer what's not to like I'm a rocker
2: (laughs) so this isn't the kind of music that I would generally listen to uh but um but holy cow, like, Brian Stetzer is, like, he's brilliant. He's an amazing guitar player, and the solos in the song are outstanding. So just as a guitar fan, you know, a big thumbs up for me. You know, the, yeah. it's a great tune. Even if it's not necessarily what I would put on every day, it is a great tune, and he's a brilliant, brilliant guitar player.
1: Absolutely. I could appreciate plenty of straight cats, but this is real generic. Uh, even more generic than the Bruce song, maybe. Um, and you know how I feel about the Bruce song of this same title, uh... So yeah, this is just uh, too boring and generic for me to ever really listen to. I I have to admit I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to the guitar solo. So, you know, I'm sure it's, I'm sure the guitar solo is great, but I don't really just listen to guitar solos. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, well let's
0: listen to some guitar playing. Brian Setzer and Straight Cats. I'm a rocker. Well,
2: out of love. <laughs>
3: my nah.
1: Let's see the second one down on my list is a Swedish band great band called Babylon Bombs and this record that came out in 2009 is killer one of the probably one of the best records in my opinion from like that decade or that era uh and uh it's got a song in there called Fade Away which I mean almost every song in this record is great so the, it's just one of the songs in the album that's good and uh well I guess I was talking about how I like all the Bruce songs. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe I spoke a little too soon. I don't know how big a fan I am of the Bruce song called "Fade Away." This song, it yeah. was awesome. A completely different kind of song from the Bruce song, like in every way, pretty much. I mean, this is a lot of the songs in this record were a throwback to kind of '80s hard rock. What year was this you know? record? 2009. 2009. <laughs> Yeah! <laughs> wow! Because yeah. to me, it's, yeah, like, it was a real throwback. Yeah, like I it sounds
0: it. like second-rate Guns and Roses to me. Like I'm like, did these guys come out in '92 and they just like I don't know? <laughs> like yeah, it I sounds like awesome. average to me, right? And you were mentioning the uh, Bruce song "Fade Away." I think when we did the uh, "Getting Bossy" worst of Bruce in the '80s, I think this was my number one worst Bruce song of
1: the '80s was "Fade Away." Yeah, I wouldn't go that far, but it sure was a terrible choice for the
2: second single. <laughs> okay, so I'd never heard of this band, uh, but I did recognize it was newer, but sounded older. You know, for yeah. me, it was, it was like a it's a cool slice of like '80s influenced rock. If, if you like that kind of thing, you know, for me, it was like reminded me of LA Guns from late '80s. Yeah, for is sure. what I heard. Right, a little sleaze rock, classic rock kind of thing going on. Uh, yeah, it wasn't something that I put on again, but, uh, you know, I didn't hate it. That's what they're going for. This is
1: not one of the best songs on the album. It's just one. Of, I mean, I like pretty much every song in here, but there's definitely better songs. But, yeah, I like it.
3: miles away. I
4: hard, but we gotta hold on. Take it slow and-
2: Okay, my next one is uh, "Into the Fire" by Dawkin. Going full '80s. Uh, let's see, I've had on uh, Mick Brown and Jeff Pilson, so I've had some pretty good Dokken talk on my show. And what's your uh, show again? From, You're the, the Double Stop, right? People, the Double Stop. People yeah. can still find that show. Oh yeah, it's still up there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you
0: had both so guys I've, on from this show, but this band, two
2: guys. At one. I've had the, well, yeah, that's the drummer and the bass player. Yeah. I've had both on. Um, so it's from album "Tooth and Nail." I, I think it's '84. Um, it's very kind of it's one of those classic early mid '80s rock songs for you know people who like that era of music. Uh, guitar playing by George Lynch is unbelievable as always, but uh, it is it is pretty dated sounding. But uh, I know BJ, I think he I don't know if you like this particular song, but you'll, you're you're with me on the dock side that uh, still love that band.
1: Yeah, this is a great dock, You know, this is just a dock and pop song, pop single. Um, the most Probably the most depressing Bruce Springsteen song of all of them, yeah. maybe. Yeah,
2: maybe.
1: <laughs> so a tough, a tough, a great song, but a tough one to listen to.
2: Oh uh, yeah,
1: but yeah, the, yeah. I mean, I love Docking. Yeah, I uh, never got
0: Docking. I don't know. I, I just can never take him ser- <laughs> I just can't take him seriously. I don't. I don't like the way they sound. I don't like the way they look. That Don Docking guy, he's a joke. He seems like such an asshole. <laughs> like I, I watched the video just to like. uh listen to this song again the video is so silly man <laughs> and yeah, it's like don, it, uh,
1: don was never good in videos it's oh like, no he was always <laughs> the weak
0: link it's like soft it's like instead of soft rock it's like soft heavy metal i don't i don't know it's <laughs> like <laughs> soft metal yeah it's like soft metal <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> this will bend in the fire <laughs>
4: you weave your spell your eyes lay back at me Don't let this speak lies and misery
0: So I'm going to go with another guy from New Jersey, Frank Sinatra, right? Chairman of the board and a song that has a similar title to a Bruce Springsteen song is High Hopes, right? The Springsteen song was uh, originally from that little EP that came with the, uh, uh, what was that? The, the making of uh, Murder Incorporated video that came with that. the Blood Brothers, right? Oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah the, the Blood Brothers yeah. documentary, the making of that those songs and you know, that, that was one of the songs, uh, you know, he did that with the East G Band re- Reunion, right, 95. Yep. And, you know, not one of my favorite Springsteen songs, but I do love the Sinatra version, right? So the Sinatra one was from a movie, 59, uh, from uh, the film uh, Hole in the Head, right? So the music's written by uh, Jimmy Van Hewson, Sammy Kahn did the lyrics, right? Great writing team back then in the 50s, and uh, <laughs> just a great catchy melody on this song, right? It's like one it won the Oscar for best song that, that year. A song about animals doing impossible acts of strength, right? And there's
2: like children chorus singing with Frankie on this, right? <laughs> love the <this> song. <laughs> my only thought on this song was that I love the way they use this song in Rocky 6.
1: Yeah, I have that in my notes too. Yeah, beautiful, right? <laughs> yeah, I assume that's why Lee picked it, was for the Rocky connection. Well,
0: I, I loved it before then. Well, I had this uh, this Frank Sinatra reprise box set Right, and it, th- this song was on it, and I used to love like cleaning the house to this uh, this song. Like this is a good vacuuming song, right? Or washing the windows, or dusting. Put this song on, right? <laughs> it's a, this is a good good time should, song, right?
1: <laughs> you should dress like Mary Poppins when you do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But
0: it comes in the in the, yeah. the Rocky about Bal- Balboa movie is when uh, you know Polly picks Rocky's entrance music for the final yeah. fight, right? And they're walking up, and then you just hear the song start. And, uh, you know, uh, Paulie's like, "Yeah, I love him, man. Frankie's the best." Rocky's like, "Yeah, he's good."
5: <laughs> Where'd that come from?
6: <laughs>
1: I chose him. I love Sinatra. He's very good,
4: Sinatra.
1: <laughs> Let's go. Very good. So, when this song came out, like, was it '57? Is that when it was? Uh, was uh, '59? Yeah. I mean, did people take this seriously? It seems like the Sesame Street song. <laughs> well, it was from a movie, right? Like, like, yeah, and then Frankie know, put it, it on a record like, like it's a from year later, Sesame Street or something. <laughs> It's just weird if like yeah. adults are actually listening to this as like a new song. <laughs>
0: well, that's what pop that's what pop vocals were in the 50s, man. You had guys like Perry Colmo yeah. and Frank Sinatra, and you know, doing songs like How Much Is That Doggy in the Window? Those were hits, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. The the the, the opposite <laughs> side of the radio dial was Little Richard and Elvis Presley, right? But these songs were also hits at the time, you know. <laughs> yeah.
4: Next time you're found with your chin on the ground, there's a lot to be learned. Solo.
6: Getting low, stead of letting go, just remember that ant. Whoops, there goes another rubber tree plant. Whoops, there goes another rubber tree plant.
4: Whoops,
6: there goes another rubber tree plant. Oops, Thought he'd punch a hole in a dam No one could make that ram scram He kept button that dam Cause he had high hopes He had high hopes He had high hopes Of feeling bad instead of feeling sad. Just remember that ram. Oops, there goes a billion kilowatt damn. Whoops, there goes a billion kilowatt damn.
4: Oops, there
6: goes a billion kilowatt damn.
1: Uh, let's see. My next pick is the Hudson brothers. Uh, I love these guys. They had like a variety show in the 70s, and they had a few records. They were on like lo- the Love Boat, and they yeah. had a I don't know. They tried to have a movie career, even. I think. Um, uh, they're three brothers, and one of them is Kate Hudson's dad. I think that's is it, Bill Hudson. That's her dad, and. Yeah, they've had a very contentious relationship. I think they're actually on good terms now. But there was a lot of drama with that. Mm. Uh, But I like a lot of Hudson Brothers songs. They had some great stuff. And this is Rendezvous, which, of course, uh, is a Springsteen outtake on tracks. This song by the Hudson Brothers is a very bubblegum kind of song, almost kind of close to glam rock, if you look at, like, you know, Bay City Rollers or or Sweet or you know the poppiest Sweet songs Um, so I love this kind of shit it's you know 70s bubblegum slash glam rock uh, and they have a lot of kind of power pop sounding stuff too so yeah it's a good catchy song
0: yeah like 70s kind of bubblegum pop like you said I I saw that uh, Bruce Johnston had a co-write on this right it's written by the three Hudson brothers and Bruce Johnston, the Beach Boys right and produced by Bernie Toppin so uh, yeah I like this song a lot kind of Kind of cool mark hudson he's the guy i know from the hudson brothers he's worked with aerosmith and ringo star right in recent years yeah yeah. yeah he's kind yeah, of hooked. he
1: co-wrote living on the edge i think yeah and stuff. yeah um uh they were on what was it rocket i think it was elton john's label they were on or yeah elton john had a label for a little while and they were on that which is probably a part of the bernie Taupin connection
2: yeah my notes are simply that it's you know sweet and harmless is what i put <laughs> down And, you know, I was not remotely (laughs) surprised. I kind of laughed out loud, but I wasn't surprised that BJ chose this song. So okay. Okay, hey, my next pick is a song called Cover Me by Richie Kotsen. Uh It was released on Motherhead's Family Reunion, which was his first kind of big label solo record after starting as an 80s shred guitar player on Schnapp- Shrapnel Records. So, of course, Cover Me from Born in the USA. Uh, nice extended guitar solo in this song. I love that first Kotzen record, you know. And he's still, this year, he put out a new record. It was his 50th birthday, so he put out an album with 50 brand new songs. Um, Wow. (laughs) And he plays every instrument and produces, you know, on his records now, he does every instrument. He uh, produces it himself, records it himself, mixes it himself. So I I love that kind of artist that's uh, more in the line of, like, a a Prince kind of guy who'll play it all and do it all. So, uh, cool track, uh, cover me.
1: Yeah, I like this better than the Bruce song um very 70s hev- that heavy 70s feel mm-hmm. I-, I
2: love
1: I love this kind of um heavy 70s rock so this is a total throwback to like granicus or <laughs> all the highway robbery all these different bands that I like uh from the early 70s so I would guess I don't know Richie's probably a fan of that Poobah whatever <laughs> um but this feels to me at least like a total throwback to the, like the heaviest of the early 70s rock, yep. and yeah, very cool guitar work, cool guitar tone that thick, you know, that kind of thick tone. So, yeah, yeah, cool song.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I didn't like this at all. I thought this was, uh, <laughs> I thought this was awful, like headache inducing, like very, very wanky. Like, the solo is just like, oh, like, can you get some rhythm going, buddy? Like, just way too many notes, like, there's no groove. <laughs> Like, it's, like, progressive, like, ZZ Top, government mule wanking. Like, uh, I just... I don't know. It's just not my type of music, man. Like, I'm sure the guy can play guitar, alright? It's just nothing I would ever want to listen to. And, uh... You know, I just don't like this guy ever since I saw that poison behind the music. And they told that story about how he, uh... How he was messing around with Ricky Rocket's girlfriend. Like, in this in his band, he's screwing his drummer's girlfriend. Like, come on, man. Like, so I've, ne- I've never liked this guy. So, uh... All right, cover me by Richie Kotzen. Here you go. Song I'm gonna go with is uh, you know a same name title of a song off Bruce Springsteen's The Rising. The song was Paradise, right? This dark, kind of acousticy, kind of synthy kind of thing off The Rising, and the same name song appears on Blue Rodeo's album In Our Nature, which came out 2013. I love Blue Rodeo, one of my favorite bands. They're from Toronto. They sound very Torontonian. They sound very Ontarioian. They sound very Canadian. You know, they have that sound of them. They just sound like Lake Ontario and the the trees and the maple leaves up here, you know. Uh, The song is written by Greg Keeler and Jim Cuddy. And just a mellow kind of relaxing groove on this and, uh, you know, great vocals by Greg Keeler. Blue Rodeo are a great band because they have those two unique uh, singer-songwriters within the same band and they all complement each other on each other's songs, right? Like you hear some harmonica on this one by Jim while Greg's sing, singing the lead vocal or vice versa on a Jim Cuddy song you'll hear a Greg Keeler guitar solo and that kind of stuff, right? So, uh, yeah, just one of my favorite bands and, uh, yeah, I'm sure Bruce would dig this, this song as well.
2: Well, I want to give props to you for some Canadian content. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> um, I pr- I admit that I've always been a much bigger fan of Jim Cuddy's vocals. Yeah. So. Well, Jim Cuddy's you know, like I the think... sweet guy. He's got the he's
0: he's like the sweet ballad ballad guy, and Greg Keeler's kind of like the raw kind of Neil
2: Young sound. And yeah, exactly, yeah, he's you know? more of a Neil Young guy. And yeah. you got it, like he he's got that voice. You love it or you hate it. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, there's no in between. So it, it, it's a nice song. Yeah. You uh, probably would have liked it better if Jim Cuddy sang it, though.
1: Yeah, it's a really nice song, kind of roots rock. I mean, that's what Blue Rodeo are, right? One of those 80s, that whole roots rock thing that was happening. I love a lot of those bands. But yeah, this is a newer song by them, and uh, yeah, it's great. I think it's really good. Yeah. I probably like it more than the Springsteen song, honestly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite bands. I encourage people to check out more Blue Rodeo.
5: For all the world. Would never hear For all the times You were a rebel For this one night It's not asked The price You have pay
1: right uh sabotage Uh, this is from (laughs) hall of hall of the mountain king which is probably their best album fucking great killer 80s metal album this is probably the best song on the record too the price you pay and also of course an amazing Bruce song from the river Mm -hmm. so the best of both worlds on this one i actually did an episode years and years ago called title match where I pitted two songs against each other with the same name and uh, I had like a where you could go vote on my blog for which song you liked more and I I think I had this on there I think I had the Bruce song and this song on there's one of the title matches <laughs> so but yeah I had to pick it I had to pick it even though I already did it on my show because this song is awesome yeah, uh,
0: I don't know, this band is, is funny, man. Like, I was looking at the album cover, it's got, like, a like a Santa Claus-looking <laughs> yeah. guy, but he's all
1: buff, and he's got, like, uh, a... <laughs> it's great. He's a Viking. Yeah, he's a, yeah, a, no. a Norseman. I mean, he's here. the mountain king, actually. Yeah, the mountain, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man, but like
0: I said, this is this is like I don't know. I would never want to listen to this. It just seems like more like soft metal to me. I don't know. These guys were the guys who are in the, the Trans Siberian Orchestra now, right? Like they're some of the same band members who were in sabotage, right?
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's that's all right. I'd
0: rather listen to Judas Priest though, you know, if like I want this type of metal. I don't know.
2: Oh, I love this song. I don't yeah. think that's any surprise anybody's ever listened to my show that this would be up my alley, but uh, Yeah, it's a great song. Good choice. Would this be like power metal before that was kind of a genre name these guys are almost like the original
0: kind of power metal guys anything these guys and like yeah, Ingwe, I Malmstein, malmsteen like that yeah, kind of
2: foggy like... <laughs> yeah some you know yeah
1: yeah they were kind of an underground highly respected kind of metal band who then went tried to do pop metal this was kind of their comeback album they because their early albums are highly respected then they did a couple of records where they kind of tried to fit in with what was on mtv and then this record was kind of a return to their kind of classic sound, so. What year was this? Late 80s, late 80s so late 80s late 80s. probably like 87, 80s, probably 87, something like that. Probably late 80s sometimes. I
4: know you're all alone tonight. And I hear your cries from the world.
2: So my next pick is by the band, Mr. Big. I've had the singer on a few times. Uh, It's called American beauty. Uh, It's uh, from the album. What if, which came out uh, 2011, 2011. It was their kind of reunion album. They'd been, you know, apart for a long time. Um, Who are the guys in the band? It's Billy Sheehan, right? Billy Sheehan. Yeah. Uh, uh, Guitar player is Paul Gilbert.
0: Singer's like uh, a little guy. Looks like a, looks like a, looks like a, woman almost Vinnie Vincent kind of yeah, looking guy <laughs> <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that that's just the way it looks yeah Eric Martin Pat Torpy Pat Torpy. passed away right 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 okay
2: but yeah I've had Billy Paul and Eric all on my show actually so uh nice um uh yeah this song is really great to me because it's one of those tunes that they they used to play it in rehearsals way back you know on tour for their first record so it kind of has that sound from the first record so it sounds really kind of late 80s um it's probably my favorite song in this reunion album so i was happy i got, I got a chance to play it yeah reminds me of like, like like van halen
0: style like they're definitely going for that like, oh yeah that influence
2: yeah, right
0: definitely. Like, it's all right it's a little too busy right and once again like no groove like i don't know it's just i guess preference and sounds right? like i hear these guys play all the like some of your previous picks too, Brian. Like they, they can all these guys can play, but there's just no groove. I don't know. It's just nothing I'd listen to intentionally. But it's all right. That's a bad band name too, Mr. Big. Oh, <laughs> and uh, you know they lose big points for that that ballad they had back in the day. I couldn't stand that thing. So, uh, but otherwise, yeah. What song the they doing? American Beauty, right? And that was a Springsteen song off that EP from yeah, like right. about five years ago, something like that. Right? What do you think? Yeah, hey,
2: I was a it was a record store
0: day EP. Yeah, not a very good song. I mean, I remember getting it, but it was like, yeah, it's kind of a forgettable Springsteen song.
2: Yeah, I don't oh, play that record. The
0: way
1: record he Hario. sings it, I hate the way he sings that song, American Springsteen. Beauty, his, his voice oh, is all cracking and shit. Yeah. I couldn't stand it. The the Mr. Big song is cool. That the huge guitar sound. I'm I never like a verse where the singer just sings over the drums. <laughs> That's. I I never really get into a verse where they sing and then the guitar riff happens and then they sing and then the guitar riff. Yeah, that's like kind of my least favorite kind of songwriting. (laughs) So I'm not a huge fan of the verse, but the chorus is cool and I love the guitar sound. But yeah, the Van Halen Halen is a kind of obvious reference. I was going to say, I had this idea, because I've heard Eric Martin on it. He was a grown-up rock and it's like, they didn't even need to ask him a question. Oh, <laughs> no, you like, just kept talk, talking. Out. <laughs> and so I had this idea. There was a band, there was a British band in the 70s called Mr. Big. And um, yeah, I, and they were really good, too. And their singer was this guy named Dickon. And I had this idea of having Dickon and Eric Martin on together. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, it seemed like Eric Martin would go for it. It seems like he's the kind of guy who would would go for something like that. So then Dickon actually accepted my friend request, and I immediately discovered he was a horrible fucking Trump maniac. So I immediately unfriended him and shit-canned that idea. It was that <laughs> idea, yeah, yeah. I thought it would have worked, because Eric Martin seems to have the kind of personality where he probably would go with something like that. I thought it would be funny to have them on together to talk about the <laughs> two pants <laughs> called Mr. Big. <laughs> Unfortunately, Dickens like a fucking Nazi, so that wasn't going to happen. that Mr. Big.
0: It's a good chocolate bar. One of my favorite chocolate bars. You got chocolate.
1: You got caramel. You got
0: like uh, crisp rice. Is that a is that a Canadian thing? Yeah, yeah I, don't I know think the Think so, Big chuck. Yeah, I think so. You know Mr. Big, right, Brian? Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Oh certainly.
4: Got it.
0: so my next one I got a great one for this so this was kind of a last minute decision to add this one too yeah this is a really cool song it's never really been officially released but this is the same name as Bruce Springsteen's Born to Run and this is a Neil Young outtake okay so Neil Young and Crazy Horse doing a song called Born to Run originally the story goes Neil wrote this in 75 right and he was working it up with the band to uh, record for Zuma right but they left it off You know, they demoed it again later in 89 when Neil was working on Freedom. You know, one of my favorite Neil Young records and Neil Young Errors is Ragged Glory. I love that record. They were working this one up again. And so there's a demo that's leaked from those sessions. And it's it's amazing, man. It's fucking Neil Young and Crazy Horse, you know, at their Ragged Glory best. And unfortunately, it's not a very good recording. It's kind of a demo outtake sounding recording. But uh, I think the the content kind of outweighs... The uh, you know the tech the uh, fidelity, um, <laughs> the infidelity sort of on this on this track right. Just great Neil Young guitar all the way through this. Uh, you know, just a cool song, man. What do you think, BJ? Well,
1: yeah, it's hard to resist that crazy horse sound from uh, Zuma or Reggae Glory. I mean, right. I love it too. Um, the, there's not much to the chorus of the song though, just saying "Born to Run, Born to Run, Born to Run." It's, it's "I
0: was born to run," though would yeah, there's not
1: there's <laughs> not much of a melody to the chorus yeah but yeah I mean how can you not love that crazy horse guitar sound and then you know so there's a lot to like about it mm-hmm. but I also think they made the right choice leaving it off Zuma <laughs> and probably Rega glory too but yeah I mean you know it's neo young and crazy horse it's got that great sound and everything
4: yeah
0: what do you think Brian sword
2: oh hated it Oh, <laughs> oh! I, I my notes where I see why it's unreleased, there really isn't much here for me to like. I don't like the guitar riff. I don't like really? the vocal melody. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's it's got the Neil attitude, which which is always kind of cool. But that's all yeah. I can say good good about it. I did not like it at all. Wow. Right. Well, it's no Richie Kotzen but uh, <laughs> it is Neil Young on uh, At least Kotzen's black guitars in tune. That's
0: that's his sound, it's the sound, man. That's the sound. That's the sound.
4: <laughs> I see the light of a fire
1: I had to pick this one uh, Human Touch by Rick Springfield a uh, great 80s pop song and uh, I like the Springsteen song but I think I like this song more uh, huge chorus uh, the the story I have about this is that I used to go to this record store in Milwaukee called Secondhand Tunes and the guy the guy that ran that place he had one of those dividers the plastic dividers and it said Springfield slash Springsteen, and he just put all the Bruce and Spring Rick Springfield records together, mixed together in this one <laughs> slot. And I said something to him about it, and yeah, he was just just like, yeah, you know, I think they're on the same level. You know, he was just one of those Springsteen haters. Yeah, yeah, he was like a Springsteen hater, so he did that on purpose to kind of try to insult <laughs> Springsteen. That's kind of so. Freaking- yeah, I always think about that, but this was kind of an obvious pick. It's, it felt like to me, but I just felt like you know,
0: yeah, yeah. gotta put it on cool. here.
1: It's fun. Yeah,
0: I sort of remember this song from. Uh, this was like eighty. This is like a second record after Jesse's Girl, right? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Living in Oz. Is yeah, two you know?
1: records after Jesse's Girl. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's all right. It's a cool kind of catchy pop song. At least he writes his songs, right? Like he, he would, he was, he was writing the songs. His songs. Right? That chorus is kind of always remember reminded me of uh, uh, Shelter Me by Cinderella. We all need the human touch. Yeah. We all need a little
1: shelter. It's kind of the similar thing. Well, I guess we all need it. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: But, uh, yeah, cool kind of uh, futuristic video, too, where he's kind of like uh, on a spaceship kind of like sci-fi stuff going down on this, right?
2: Yeah, I knew I knew it, but it's been so long since I heard it so I actually watched a video too which is amazing yeah totally yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah like, it's a cool tune I've never been a huge Ritz-Bank fan but it's a cool tune everybody's talking to not gonna lie i'm really really proud of this because i managed to nail the band and the song are both springsteen songs so i think i get some bonus points for that <laughs> <laughs> so it's a band called badlands and the song is called the river now this is probably <laughs> lyrically the most like something bruce would have possibly written um it was written by greg Chason, the bass player in the band uh, he also ha- actually has the same song on a solo record that he put out uh, before this came out. It was recorded and shelved. It was, these are actually actually an album of demos, and it was kind of shelved. And then uh, a few years later, they brought it back. And in the meanwhile, he recorded a solo album and had Rob LaMoth from R- Riverdogs sing on it. And that version's outstanding, too. I kind of like them both equally, but because it, the band is Badlands, I had to choose Badlands. Um. So, yeah, it's uh, this album came out in Japan in 1998 and since has been released everywhere else. But it was all kind of recorded, one take in the studio as demos. So they were in and out in a couple hours. And then they went back to the tapes quite a few years later after the singer had passed away and did some harmonies and a few touch-ups and stuff and released it as it is. So it's very raw, but uh, probably my favorite Badlands record.
1: Yeah, I mean, I love Badlands. This definitely sounds like a demo. It's really too bad they weren't able to, you know, polish this up and actually put out a third record. Uh, definitely not my favorite Badlands album, but, uh, you know, great band. And, yeah, this is another total 70s-sounding song, but that was the whole kind of, I mean, most of what Badlands was was a throwback to 70s hard rock. So Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I don't like this at all. I thought this was like... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like it's got really bad production. I'm not going to judge it that way because you guys are saying it's like a demo or whatever. Like it's like outtake kind of stuff, but uh, it just sounds like a like a poor man's bad company. Like it's just lame blues. Like and, like is this Eric Singer Badlands on this? Like this is awful. Like, no, the drums no, Eric's are Eric's not in. He's, he's not in this anymore. game. Okay. No, I don't think so. And, no. and then no, no no he was gone by then. And that singer, yeah. he's like he's like one of the worst human beings ever, right? Is that the Ray Gillen guy singing on this? Yeah, oh, he's, he's the guy that gave that somebody AIDS on purpose or whatever. Is that the story with him,
2: right? Well, that's the rumor. Yeah. That's the rumor, but it's never really been confirmed. So, yeah, here we go. The River by Bad Lance. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Just a young man in an old steel town. I'm getting older now. It's time to look around. John loves his needle and a spoon A cigarette hangs from his lip Everyone around thinks he's so bad He's really not that cool, no. And I know times and mother swallow her pride just to keep my heart
0: Okay, so I got one more. I'm going to finish this off here with the, uh, this is a classic, right? So I had to go with the song that was uh, Bruce put on his Devils in Dust album. He had this song called All the Way Home. And, of course, I got to go with the Spinal Tap version, All the Way Home, right? And, you know, a little backstory on this song. Of course, we all love that scene in, uh, this is Spinal Tap, where you have Nigel and, and David sitting in, like, this, this diner, right? And they're remembering this thing about the old days, right? And they're talking about the first song they ever got together with. On, right, And they kind of have this, this sing song back and forth as they try to remember the lyrics to the great all the way home, right? You guys were schoolmates? Oh, we, we,
3: we don't, we, we, we're not university material. That on your finger? It's my gum. What are you doing with your finger? I'm, I might need it later. Put it on the table, it's terrible. <laughs> well, forget it on the table.
2: Hey, well, how, oh, how old were you, anyway? you guys when you yeah. met?
3: Uh, eight years old. Eight or nine. You and A, and I was seven right yeah. D- do you remember the first song that you guys ever wrote together all the way home probably
4: yeah
3: all the way home yeah can you remember a little bit of it i'd love to hear oh, christ <laughs> some black coffee maybe <laughs> <How's> it go beside <laughs> the railroad track and i'm waiting for that train to bring you back bring me back if she's, if, she's if, if if she's not on the 519, then I'm gonna know what sorrow means, and I'm gonna cry, cry, cry all the way home, all the way home, all the way home, all the way home. Cry, 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 cry all the way home. Yeah. Fairly simple. It's about six, six words in the whole song. You know? Sounds it's like true. a beat. But
0: the the backstory on the song goes that uh, the song was recorded December 14th, 1961 in East London right so so david st hubbins he was in the uh, i think he was playing in the creatures at the time and nigel he was in the lovely lads right <laughs> at this time right and they were both friends they were both friends like they lived in the neighborhood and they kind of knew each other but they'd never collaborated on anything before right so they kind of were just messing around in a studio one day and uh, they kind of just put this this tape down and they kind of come up with this song and this was the first collaboration of the great nigel tufnell and david st hubbins right you know, the song had been lost, and they never kind of re-recorded it or anything like that, right? So when you see them sing that little bit in the in the movie, when they're at the diner, they're just kind of going back on memories, right? Fast forward a few years later, they have that comeback in 92, where they're putting together the record Break Like the Wind, and Nigel actually found this original demo tape in his loft, right? So, <laughs> so they remixed it, and they put it on the end of the Break Like the Wind record, so that was a big treat when I got that album, and I'm like, oh my god, here's this lost tape of All the Way Home, which is this killer like kind of rockabilly tinged song between you know the great nigel tufton and david st hubbins like spinal tap was really created on this this one record so uh yeah i had to play this one i love this song what about you bj
1: yeah if you watch that scene <laughs> yeah when rob ryder says can you sing a little bit for me and you see those guys smirk yeah they, yeah they make that shit up right then <laughs> well they're trying
0: to remember it right like it's been years it's been like 20 years <laughs> yeah. since they actually right. recorded it so i mean but
1: they, they make that shit up right then and you see um christopher guest you know figuring out what he's gonna sing and sing it along with him it's pretty hilarious to watch because the way rob ryder's like you guys remember the first song you ever wrote Party and, to just making yeah. that shit up. and he's like can you sing some of it for me and you see them you see them smirk like you fucker <laughs> and then they make it up it's great yeah i mean i love that scene and uh yeah <laughs> the night. what does he say if she's she's on the five nineteen, she's not on the
0: 519 then i'm gonna know what sora means yeah <laughs> yeah i'm gonna cry 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 all the and way home
1: that, that melody is so freaking obvious that uh christopher guess could just jump right in well no it's just the that they second half with him it's
0: just that they haven't they haven't sung it in like 20 years so it's like it's yeah, been 20 right. years since they're doing this right so they're trying to get the harmonies and it takes them a while to right yeah what are you brian what are your thoughts on this one all the way home
2: oh i love spinal tap yeah uh this song uh you know but love spinal tap that's that's i can say about it i do love the band
0: yeah Kickass man, all the way home. The first collaboration of Nigel Tufnel and David saint is <laughs> legendary, man.
6: All the way home takes. Well,
3: I'm sitting here beside the railroad track, and I'm waiting for that train to bring her back. It's not on the five nineteen, then I'm going Means. And I'm gonna cry, cry, cry all the, way home. All, the way home. all the way home, all the way home, all the way home, all the way home. Yes, I'm
4: gonna cry,
3: cry, cry all the way home. Now her daddy never liked me. This is it, and he could not get it through his old way,
0: right guys well that's the show man that's five songs each songs that have the same name as bruce titles most of them have nothing to do with the springsteen songs but
1: (laughs) yeah it was a very diverse
0: (laughs) Diverse list (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) realizing (laughs) that we don't
0: really have much in common uh, of musical tastes <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's what makes it entertaining, right? Yeah. So thanks a lot, guys. Uh, BJ Cramp, Rock and Roll Rule Podcast. Brian Sword of the Double Stop Podcast. Yeah, thanks for bringing the getting bossy show over to Tramps Like Us, man.
2: <laughs> so that's the show, folks.
5: Thanks
1: for listening. You can find us on our website at TrampsLikeUsPod.com. Communicate with us on Facebook at our Tramps Like Us Podcast group page. Trims Like Us podcast is a non-profit audio fanzine created by fans for fans and is available for free. We are not affiliated with Bruce Springsteen or Columbia Sony Records. If you've heard any music you like, please find it and purchase it from brucespringsteen.net, Amazon, your local record store, or wherever music is sold. As always, gratitude and respect to Bruce Springsteen and all past and current members of the heart-stopping, pants-dropping, hard-rocking, Booty Shaking Earthquaking Lovemaking Viagra-taking History-making Testifying Death-defying Legendary E-Street Band Hold on, here comes
4: something special A penny bar with salt and salt Scoopy biscuits, creamy caramel Rice with peanuts by the bar More